What's up, Kingdom Talkers, and welcome to the Kingdom Talk Podcast, a podcast that talks about the Kingdom of God. Grab your Bibles and grab your journals, and let's get ready to talk Kingdom Talk. Before we talk Kingdom Talk, let's pray over the word. Father God, we just want to thank you for this word. Thank you for this day. God, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, we thank you for this moment that we're about to share with you. Father God, we thank you for your word that you are getting ready to instill in us. Father God, I just pray that you just open up our minds, our hearts, and our souls to receive you, to receive your presence, to receive your love, to just receive everything that you have already ordained and sustained for each and every one of us to receive. Father God, I just pray that you just simply decrease me and increase you. Father God, also decrease um, the listeners as well, God, and just increase you, increase the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Move how you want to move. Speak how you want to speak. We need you. We need you. And we're crying out for you right here, right now, oh God. So no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're feeling or thinking, no matter what comes our way, Father God, we set that at your feet. We lay it down at your feet to receive you, to receive your word, to receive the truth. So, Father God, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you, oh God. Even in the storm, even in the, even in the frustration, even in the depression, even in the anxiety. Father God, we praise you through the hills and the valleys. Father God, um, your praise never leaves our lips. Your praise never leaves, leaves, um, leaves our heart. We praise you forever and forever. Amen. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Um, so you guys normally know on Wednesdays I hop on live and I do the Kingdom Talk podcast live. But this Wednesday, um, I've decided to just release um, just a podcast um, episode. So I'm so excited to get ready to speak to you what God has been speaking to me. Um, it's it's a game changer. It's powerful. And it's definitely something that gives um, us a different point of view or a, a different perspective of what God spoke to me and something that we don't really talk about. We just find a way to, you know, get through it in our own ways and our own strength. But what God um, has given me and what God has spoken to me, it really is a game changer. And it really does just put it in a different perspective and put it in a different point of view for us to um, see that we don't have to be in this place. So... Today, we're going to be talking about loneliness, and today's um, episode is titled Embracing Loneliness, Embracing Loneliness, and the focus scripture is going to be 1 Samuel um, chapter 16, verse 1, and there are going to be other scriptures that I'm going to um, have you just reflect on, and if you want to write it down or put it, you know, in your phone, whatever you do. But I, I want you to take note of also the other scriptures that I'm going to um, give you guys as well that's pertaining to today's word. So we already prayed. So let's just hop into the word. So I'm going to go ahead and, and read um, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And what's so crazy is before I, I actually read it, what's so crazy is I've been 
studying uh, the book of Samuel or one Samuel. I've been studying it. I've just been diving into it. I've been just like really getting to know um, Samuel, getting to know Saul, getting to know, you know, how David got anointed. Like God really um, had me just reflect in one Samuel. And I've been just reading it for a couple of months now. And I really just have been taking my time with it. Um, I don't, of course, like to rush through God's word or rush through like my quiet time. So I just been really just taking my time with it. And when this certain situation or this certain storm or, you know, hurdle came about, God sent me to 1 Samuel and um, he sent me to 1 Samuel and I got over to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16 verse 1 and man, did it speak a word. Um, and it just brought so much insight, so much like God really just started to just drop nuggets upon my spirit um, when I was reading over how Samuel anoints David. Um, so let's just go ahead and read 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. It reads, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. And I know you're probably wondering, what does this scripture have to do with loneliness? But it has everything to do with loneliness because it said, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? And when we're mourning, I think of crying. I, I think of just um, you know, being in a weak space, being in a vulnerable place. And that place is a lonely place. That place creates loneliness because you're mourning over something. You're crying over something that what that that, you know, may have happened to you or what you may have lost or what you may have been through. And that puts you in a lonely place that create loneliness. And so with God, the, the first thing that God put on my spirit is to define loneliness. What does loneliness mean? Because, of course, we defined it in our own way. Uh, the cultural defined it in this way. But really, what does loneliness mean? So loneliness is defined um, as sadness one. Loneliness is defined as sadness. One has no friends or company. So it's sadness and it's because you don't have no friends or have no company. And when God spoke to me, he said many of his sons and daughters are in a lonely place. Many of his sons and daughters are in a lonely place thinking that they have no friends and no company. Because that's how you feel when you're, when you're lonely. That's like, at least for me, that's how I feel when I'm in a lonely place. I feel like, man, I don't have no friends. I don't have no company. I don't have no one here for me. And even though, like, for me personally, you know, I have my wife. I have my kids. You know, I have my um, church group. I have my coworkers. I have my sister and, and, and my brother. But it still makes you feel like you have no friends or have no company. Wow. So what the Holy Spirit just dropped upon me is that only God can feel that lonely place. And that's why I said, you know, you may have friends, you may have a wife or a husband or a best friend or a ride or die, or, you know, somebody that's there for you. 
But only God can feel that lonely place. Only God can feel that lonely feeling. Only God can make you feel like better. Only God can make you feel like you have a friend and that you have a company. Because the truth is you are not alone. That is the truth. That you are not alone and you do have friends and you do have company and his name is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Wow. You do have friends. You do have company and it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And God said, "Go." Um, God told me to go on over to Deuteronomy 31.6 because these scriptures give us the truth. Because a lot of us are in a season where we are labeling it as loneliness. We are labeling it as isolation. And although that may be true, although God may have put you in that loneliness, put you in that isolation, you are not alone. Just because it's labeled, that doesn't define what it is. Just because you put a label on it, that necessarily don't define what it is because, yes, you are in an isolated place. Yes, you may feel lonely, but you are actually not alone because, again, you have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And when we go over to Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Who is your them? Like when I was reading that, I had to think to myself, who am I afraid of? What am I terrified for when I'm in this lonely place? He said, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. He said, for the Lord, your God goes with you. And when I got to that part, I said, God, you even go with me in the lonely places. You even go with me when I'm in a frustrating place. You even go with me when I'm in an anxious place. You even go with me when I'm in a depressing place. You even go with me when I'm having is like God goes with you. He, oh man, wow. <laughs> God is good. The Holy Spirit just dropped upon me. He said, God don't only go with you to the hills and to the, uh, to the blessings or, or to the promised land. He also gets he he also goes with you to the valleys. He also goes with you to the dark places, to the frustrating moments, to the loneliness. God goes with you to the loneliness, to the lonely place that you are in or that you may be heading to. So he said, God goes with you and it said he will never leave or forsake you. And what God revealed to me is he said, not only does he goes with us, he don't leave or forsake us. Mm, I hope y'all caught that. God, yes, he goes with you, but he's such a good God. He's, he's such a good father that he said, I don't, not only do I go with you, I don't leave or forsake you. I'm right there. Every step, every cry. Every frustrated moment, he said, I am right there because I'm a good father. He said, I will not leave you here. I will not forget about you here. I am right here with you. So what God told me is we have to embrace the loneliness. He said, Ja'Cory, I need for you to know that you have to start to embrace this loneliness. Because for me personally, 
I battle with depression. And with depression, you guys know um, that depression will make you feel like you're just lonely. Depression will make you feel very sad and very down. So for me personally, when I'm when I'm battling with that feeling, I sometimes um, put myself or it draws me to a lonely place and make me feel like I just don't have no friends. I don't have no company. I don't have no one here for me. No one here with me. And God said, Ja'Cory, in order for you to get out of that place, to get out of the loneliness, to get out of that depression and sadness, you have to embrace your loneliness. And he said this because I had a meeting, um, not a meeting. I had an appointment with my psychiatrist and um, he said I was telling him um, everything this this morning, you know, what I was going through and how, how you know, I, I just felt lonely and depressed and I was like you know I don't know why but I'm just feeling like this and he said you have to embrace the loneliness he said embrace it he said don't run away from it he said don't let it take over you but embrace it and through that I was like wow God like you're definitely speaking to me right now because do we embrace the loneliness do we embrace that lonely place or do we just sit in it? Do we mourn in it? It said, Samuel said, I mean, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? How long will you mourn for what you have lost? How long will you mourn for what have happened in the past? How long will you mourn because the loss of a friendship or a loss of a job or a, a loss of something? He said, how long will you mourn? He said, how long will you mourn? How long will you, will you sit here and cry and be sad and let it take over you? I'm not saying that God don't want you to cry or God don't want you to mourn or have a feeling. But he said, how long will you sit here? He said, how long will you sit here? He didn't say that you can't cry or that you can't mourn out. No, but what he's saying is, how long are you going to be here? Because I have more for you. He said, how long, Samuel, will you mourn for Saul? How long will you sit in this place? How long will you sit here in the loneliness? And like I said, when my psychiatrist said to embrace the loneliness, I had to think to myself, and that's when God led me to 1 Samuel um, chapter 16, verse 1, because it it speaks so so much volume like how long would i sit here and mourn and cry over the things that has happened to me the people that i have lost the friendships that i thought that was going to last like how long wow how long would i sit here and mourn so he said you have to embrace the loneliness you have to embrace the loneliness and there's three ways that God revealed to me that we can embrace our loneliness. And I have scripture to back it up because you already know, like, I'm like, God, give me some scripture. <laughs> give me some scripture. So let's dive into that. So one way to embrace loneliness is knowing that you are that you are not actually alone. And like I said before, this uh, can be parallel to Deuteronomy 31, um, six, cause it says be, um, it said be strong and courageous. It said, do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave or forsake you. 
So actually, we are not alone because if it said, for the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave or forsake you. We are not actually alone, even though we are in a lonely place. Wow, that, that is so mind-blowing. Even though we are in a lonely place, a sad place, a place of mourning, a place of crying, we are not actually alone. We are not actually alone because God says, I go with you. And when I'm there with you, I will never leave or forsake you. So we have to. So the first thing that we have to do to embrace the loneliness is to realize that we are not actually alone. We, we have to take a time and sit back and, 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 and remind ourselves that 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 the same God that was with us um in the in the hills the same God that is with us through the blessings he's the same God that is with us in the lonely places he's the same God that will get with you in a place of sadness in a place of mourning he said you are not actually alone because I'm right here with you even though you're feeling even though you're saying that you're that you don't have no friends or no company but remember you have God Jesus and the Holy Spirit you have three so you are not alone and we have to realize that that's the first way to embrace your loneliness is to know that you are not alone and you can parallel um that to Deuteronomy 31:6 Okay, so the next way to embrace loneliness is to stop mourning over what was and focus on what is. I'm gonna say that again because some some of us this is a this is a hard thing for us to do. Um, an, another way to embrace loneliness is to stop mourning over what was and focus on what is. And I have Isaiah 43, 19. This is a, you know, well-known famous scripture, but it said, behold, I am doing a new thing. It springs forth. So the first thing that God is saying is, behold, I am doing a new thing and it's springing forth. It's coming forth. It's coming to pass. He said, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? In another, um, I think this is in the ESV version, but in other translations, it said, um, do you not see it? I have already begun. But in the ESV version, it continues to, to read and say, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is saying, I will make a way in your loneliness. I will make a way in your depression. I will make a way in your anxiety. I will make a way when you're feeling anxious. I will make a way when you're in the wilderness. Mm. He said, I will make a way. So we have to stop mourning over what was and focus on what is. Because what was is you may have lost a friendship. You may have lost a loved one. And yes, that that hurts. Grieving is grieving is you know, a uh, uh, um, hard thing to get through. And I know it's hard for us to, you know, turn our focus on what is because what was may be so hurtful. What was may be so hard for you to try to understand. 
But God is saying, do not lean on your understanding, but on my understanding. And they're going to, and, and he just, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit just said, there are going to be times where you're, you're, where you're not going to understand what's going on, why this happened, why this person loved, why didn't I get the promotion, why didn't I get this or get that, why? But God is saying, behold, I am doing something new. He said, and it springs forth, it's coming to pass. He said, do you not perceive it? Question mark, do you not see it? Question mark, do you not perceive it? He said, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. But we have to change our focus from what was to what is. What was is in the past. And what is, is in your future or in your present, I shall say, in your present. Samuel had to stop mourning and instead of focusing on what was, which was Saul being king and him thinking that, that Saul was going to be king of um or um, that that um, Saul was going to be known it to be the king of um, um, Israel. But what he's saying is no, because in chapter fifteen, uh, chapter fifteen, it said the Lord rejects Saul as king, and then he goes over to uh, anoint David. Because what was was Samuel thought that Saul was going to be king, that that Saul was going to be anointed by God to be king. But God said, no, actually, I'm, I'm going to reject him. And I have a new king that's in place for Israel. The parallel to what was and what is. And in order for um, Samuel to step into what is, he had to stop mourning over what was. He, he had to stop mourning over what was. He had to embrace the loneliness. That's a lonely feeling because he'd be, he been with Saul for so long. And now he's saying, I have another king for Israel. He had to embrace that loneliness and know that God is with him. He had to know that he is not alone. He had to see that God is on a new thing. God is on a new thing. And for some of us, we're so stuck in a season where we're focusing on what was instead of focusing on what is. And for me personally, what like the things that I was focusing on for what was is just a lot. You know, the things that happened in my past, the things that's happening now that I'm like, you know, why is this going on, God? Or why is that going on? Mind you, God is study blessing me. God is study answering prayers. God is study bringing the spring forth. He said, I am, um, he said, I am, I am doing a new thing. It springs forth. It shall come to pass. So God is like, I am springing things forth. I am bringing things to pass. And your mind is still focused on what was when I'm doing what is. Mm, I feel that for someone because God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing in your business. God is doing a new thing in your life, a new thing in your marriage, a new thing in your family. And because of the scars, because of the trauma, because of the depression and anxiety and the fear, you are still focused on what was. But God is saying, I'm going to need you to change your focus to what is. 
Because what is is in your present moment. What is is what I'm doing now. He said, Ja'Cory, I know it hurts. I know you're sad. I know you still have, have questions. But look what I'm doing over here. Everything that you've been praying for, everything that you worked so hard for with me, everything that we've been through. He said, I am doing a new thing. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I, he said, Jacor, I am doing a new thing in your life. And he said, you have to focus on this. You're focusing on what was, but I need for you to focus on what is. And what is, is I'm making a way. Through the wilderness, through the desert, through the depression and anxiety and a fear and a trauma. He said, I am making a way through that. He said, I am doing a new thing over here. That new thing be the prayers that we ask for. Some of us has asked for businesses. Some of us have asked for relationships to be renewed. Some of us have asked for more and God is like, those are the same answered prayers that I'm doing a new thing in. But you're so focused on what was and what happened in the past and what you've lost that you have forgotten your prayers. You have forgotten who you've spoken to. You have forgotten your father. He said, I need for you to focus on what is. Wow. He said, I need for you to focus on what is. He said, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I love it. He said, do you not perceive it? He is asking us a question. Do you not, do you not perceive it? Because most of the times, the things that he's working on for the what is, is the, is the prayers that we've asked, the prayers that we have wrote down or cried out. He said, those are the, that's exactly what I'm working on over here. And he said, because you're so focused on what was, you are missing out on what is. And sometimes we have to pick up our bags, pick up the hurt, pick up the pain, hand it over to God and move forward. And notice I said, hand it over to God. We have to pick it up, hand it over to our father and move forward to what is. Because if we sit here, we would never move forward. If we sit here, we would continue to be comfortable. If we sit here, the devil will continue to attack, attack. If we sit here, it would be the same vicious cycle. But God said, it's time for you to pick up your guilt, pick up your shame, pick up the sin, pick up the hurt, pick up and give it to me and move forward. He said, no more trying to figure it out. No more trying to understand it. He said, in order for you to embrace the loneliness, you have to stop mourning, stop worrying, stop overthinking, stop driving yourself sick about what was. Pick it up, give it to me, and move forward. Move forward. The last way 
to embrace loneliness is to get up. Wow, God is good. I just said that, y'all, and that wasn't even in my notes. Everything that I, I, I just poured out, that wasn't even in my notes. But look what God told me. The last way to embrace loneliness is to get up, go where God is sending you, and don't forget your oil. Now, y'all may be like, well, what you mean by oil? And when God showed this to me, I was like, wow, God, whew, wow. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. It said, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? He said, fill your oil, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of, the, one of his sons to be a king. And this is where I say we have to get up and go where God is sending us. God is sending us to the promised land. God is sending us to new things, new blessings, new businesses, new relationships. Come on now. New jobs, new promotions. But we have to get up and go because he because he told Samuel, fill up your horn with oil and be on your way. Be on your way. And he said, I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. Some of us are so scared to be on our way because we don't think that God knows where to send us. Or we keep saying, I don't know where to go. But God is like, I am sending you here. I am sending you to this job, to this college, to this business, to this promotion. God said, I am sending you. So we can't use that as an excuse because God goes with you. And just like how I talked about last week, when he chooses you, he sends you. So he said, I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. For some of us, God is saying, I am sending you to that new job, to that new promotion, to that new house, to that breakthrough, to that healing. I am sending you. But we have to get up, fill up our oil and go. Now, like I was saying earlier, you, you may be thinking, what does this oil have to do with anything? And that's what I thought, too. <laughs> I'm like, God, what does this oil have to do with anything? Because you said fill up your horn with oil. So then as I kept reading and I got down to 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, verse 13, it said, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, when the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David, Samuel then went to Ramah. I hope y'all caught that. The same oil that God told him to fill up his horn with. It's the same oil that anointed David as king of Israel. The same oil that God is telling you to fill up your horn with. It's the same oil that he's going to use to anoint things in your life. He's going to anoint the business. He's going to anoint you. He's going to anoint your family. He's going to anoint your financial um, burden. He's going to un anoint things. His, the same oil God said to bring with you is the same oil that is going to be used to anoint the things that, that you thought was dead. Because remember, Samuel, 
Samuel was so mourning over Saul. And then God said, I already chose a king for you. And the same oil that he had to pick up in the midst of probably still hurting, still not knowing, even though God is saying, I've, I've chosen you a king. Who knows how Samuel probably would have still have felt while he is picking up his thing and going where God has sent him. So don't forget your oil. Don't forget your oil because that same oil is going to anoint things that you thought was dead. You thought that your business was dead. You thought that your marriage has failed. You thought that the bills was going to keep coming on through. You thought that you was going to get evicted out of the uh, apartment. You, you thought that the job was not going to come through. You thought that the promotions was uh, another coworker. But God is saying, no, 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 no. I have sent you here and remember what you got. Remember that oil that I told you to bring? Yeah, that same oil anointed. God is telling us to anoint some things in our life. God give us the power. God give us the authority. Mm, I feel that for someone. God has said, I have given you these things. Now it's time for you to anoint it. Put the oil on it. You oh wow. God, God is saying, you don't, you, don't, you don't have to put your degree on it or your feelings on it or money on it or anything. God said, put the oil on it. Put the oil on this thing. Let me see. Let me show you what the oil can do. Let me show you what how the oil works. Because we've been thinking that we can do things in our way and our strength. And we're trying this and we're trying that and we're doing this and we're doing that because for some of us we, we we have went where God has told us to go but we have yet to anoint things we are sitting here thinking okay God sent me here okay God told me to come here but what's next what I'm supposed to do and and God said when you embrace the loneliness you have to anoint this thing you have to put some oil on it God said to put the oil on it and watch how the oil works watch how this oil works the oil is powerful. The oil changes things. The oil renews. The oil anoints. And for me personally, God is God told me, son, put your oil on it. Put your oil on it. And I remember telling my mom this morning because we was on the phone talking. And I said, Mom, I have came too far. He said, I said, mom, God has brought me too far for me to fail. God has brought me too far for me to just sit here and just let the enemy just do what he want to do with me. Today, I decided to get up and go where God is sending me. Get up and put some oil on it. Get, get up and remember who I am. Get up and know that he has called me. He has redeemed me. He has renewed me. I have to get up and put this oil on my business, put the oil on the um, platform, put the oil on my marriage, put the oil on my kids, put the oil on my sister, put the oil on my family, because this oil is, is, is going to do numbers. This oil is going to anoint. This oil is going to change things. Because God gave me this oil. God gave me this oil. He said, don't forget your oil. Don't forget your oil. When you get up and go, don't forget your oil. Because the oil is going to do 
a new thing. The oil is going to do a new thing. That's for someone tonight. That oil that you're thinking that it don't have a volume of power or is ran out. God is like, no, that that oil is 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 gonna do some things. Is 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 gonna do a new thing. He said. The last thing I want to give you tonight is the Holy Spirit said, loneliness has its rewards, but we have to learn to embrace it to receive the rewards God has for us. Loneliness has its rewards because for some of us, we, we, we think loneliness is the end of the world. It's the most horrible place to be in. It's just a hot mess. And God is like, actually, if you change your point of view, if you let me renew your mind, I can show you that loneliness has its rewards. Loneliness is meant to elevate you. Loneliness is meant to do a new thing in you. Loneliness is a learning opportunity for you to know how to embrace it because we run from it. We hide from it. We fear being lonely. But God said, instead of you fearing, embrace it. Instead of you fearing it, embrace it. And the way how you embrace it is to know that you're not actually alone. To stop mourning over what was and focus on what is. And to get up and go where God is sending you and don't forget your oil. I'm going to need for you to hold on to those three things. Write it down, take a picture, put it on your screensaver to remind yourself how to embrace the loneliness because that feeling is going to come. That space is going to come. But what God has taught me and he's teaching us as a whole, as the kingdom, on how to embrace the loneliness God is saying, embrace your loneliness. It's um, the loneliness has its rewards. Embrace it to receive it. You are not alone. Let's pray out. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have spoken over us. We thank you that you have taught us now how to embrace the loneliness. You, you have taught us you know, that we don't have to run from it. We don't have to fear it. We, we don't have to hide from it, but we can embrace it because the loneliness has it rewards. And Father God, if you have, you have used me as a way to speak to your people, you have used my story, the testimony to speak to others. Father God, we are not alone. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us. And that's the truth that we're standing upon tonight. God, we stand on your firm foundation and we thank you for what um, for what is. Father God, help us to not focus on what was. Help us to renew, um, God, renew our minds so that we're not stuck on what was, but is focused on what is. Father God, give us the strength. Give us the freedom. Give us the confidence to get up and go and remind us to take our oil 
Because what you have um, revealed to us, God, is that oil is the same oil that is going to be used to anoint some things in our lives. We need this oil that you have given us. So let us embark on the loneliness journey. Let us embrace it knowing that it's just a feeling, knowing that it's just a place. And I can embrace it and I can move on from it. I, I don't have to stay here. God, we don't have to stay here when you have called us to move forward, to move into the promised land, to move into what's to what is, to the new thing that you're doing. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. We glorify your name. And in it always, we pray in your name, Jesus name. Amen. Woo. That was powerful. I hope you guys enjoyed the word. I hope it just put a fire in you. I hope it spoke to you. I hope the Holy Spirit just did a new thing and reminding you that you can embrace the loneliness. All right. I love you guys. We will be back on Wednesday. Um, I will be going live um, on Wednesday at 830 on my Instagram. So make sure you're following my Instagram at the Kenna Talk underscore and make sure you, you go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube that's coming soon. Go ahead and click the link in the bio and subscribe to it. Um, remember that you're not alone. Embrace the loneliness. And um, we, we, will be, we will be back on Wednesday. It's like, ugh, devil, you're a lie. But we will be back on next Wednesday to talk Kenna Talk, to continue to speak about the good word of God. I love you guys. Have a great night. And um, I just hope that you know that now you can embrace the loneliness. God has spoken. And when he speak, his never his word never comes back to him void. He have given us the ways to embrace the loneliness. I love you guys. Have a great night.